Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey, y'all. Looking for a unique Mother's Day gift idea? Check out my book, The Humor in Birth, Stories and Insights from a Doula, for any mom in your life. She's going to receive great tips, great wisdom, tons of positive birth stories, and I promise you she'll be glad you got it for her. You can check it out on Amazon or any of my social media links. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, you guys, to My Doula Micah. My birth, my baby, my life. I am so excited that y'all are with me today. And we just celebrated. So, like, uh, I'm recording on a Monday. Yesterday was Mother's Day. And so, obviously, I've kind of got moms on the brain. And I want to talk a little bit about moms. And I saw several really great, compelling posts over the weekend talking about all the different kinds of moms, if you will. Um, Mother's Day is not always um, a happy holiday for people. Um, Some people maybe have strange relationships with their moms or they want to be a mom and they're not yet. Um, Maybe you're a mom that is grieving. And so I, I understand that we have different experiences when we talk about the word mom. And it is a very um, serious, kind of heavy <laughs> word. You're someone's mother. That's crazy. And um, it's a privilege, but it's also very weighty. And so I want to talk a little bit about um, the different aspects of being a mom, the different seasons of being a mom. I am not going to mention and cover all of them. And I apologize if I skipped over you and I did not mention the type of mom that you are. So I apologize for that. But I am thinking of several different kinds of moms. And I'm, I'm going to touch on the ones and talk about the ones that I'm familiar with, that I've dealt with, that I can actually speak to. But here are some of the types of moms that I actually thought of expecting moms, of course, (laughs) new moms, uh, working moms, stay at home moms, step moms, homeschool moms, grieving moms. I mentioned that one earlier. Uh, Moms of large families, moms with several seasons of life all at the same time. I'll, I'll cover that one a little bit more. Moms with adult children, grandmoms, grandmamas, grandmoms, you're a mom and now you have grandkids. You're still a mom. Anyway. So, hey, I'm going to jump in here real quick from the Bluetooth on my phone because when I initially recorded this episode, I neglected to mention a mom group and it has just been bothering me. Um, So I'm jumping on this call and we're going to insert this into the episode. So I'm sure it sounds different. Uh, this, This group of moms that I again, neglected. I can't, I don't even know how I overlooked it because it is a very special group to me and it's single moms. Um, my mom was a single mom for many years and my daughter is currently 
a single mom. So here's what I want to say, first of all, to all the single moms that are listening uh, right now. Hey, bravo. Y'all are amazing. I mean, I do not know how you do it. Um, I really don't. But I do want to encourage you. I guarantee you that your children know the sacrifices that you're making. They absolutely appreciate you. And, I mean, they're never going to forget that you are there for them. And let that kind of continue to push you forward and, and to motivate you. And, and again, I'm so, so proud of y'all. I, I don't know that I could do it. And so keep going. It's worth it. Uh, and to the listeners who have a single mom in their lives, hey, guys, be available and sensitive to their needs. Um, offer encouragement and praise often. Uh, be a resource and a cheerleader for them. I mean, what they're doing is really tough, really hard, very lonely, little to no breaks. They're in charge and doing everything. And so step in where you can. Show them tons and tons of support. Uh, these single mamas out here, they need it. Uh, and then also there's like the wayward mom. Maybe you are a mom and you... Um, are not doing well and you don't have a relationship with your children. Um, that's a very specific kind of mom and that is, that's tough. And if that is you, um, I'm sorry. I want to, I want to tell you that I know that that's hard. I also want to tell you that you can be a transformed mom. And I have women like that in my life that, as they were a mom, they were transformed. You know, a lot of us have checkered pasts, maybe when we were in high school, college, or before we got married, but maybe not all of us know what it's like to not be doing well, and you're a mom, and then, you know, everything blows up because of your because of your lifestyle, your choices or whatever. And so there are transformed moms um, that within being a mom, they were struggling and then something shifted and transformed in their life. And, and now they're experiencing um, the positive things about being a mom. And then there's a widowed mom, um, whether you, you know, lost your partner young in life when, when your children were young or, your kids are grown and out of the house and you're an empty nester and now you're a widow. I mean, that's a, a totally different kind of season and feel of being a mom. So again, I know I didn't mention all of them and I'm not going to talk in great detail about all of them, but I am going to address the ones that I know something about and that I'm familiar with. Um, expecting moms. I'm going to give you guys like, let me tell you kind of what my thought process is here. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of like a little tidbit, a little word of wisdom for whatever, wherever you fall, whatever category you fall into. So expecting moms, can I just say, and I'm talking about expecting moms, this is your first, you don't have any other children. Just relax <laughs> and enjoy, seriously. Like there's, there doesn't need to be 50 things that you're worried and stressed about. As a mother, when those babies are here and as they get older, I'm just saying the worry level goes to a whole nother level. So if you can, if you're able, get some help with this, turn that off, right? Turn, turn that brain down a few notches on the worry part and the Googling and what can go wrong and what do I not know? And just take a deep breath and enjoy the life that you have right now because it will never be the same, guys. 
You're never going to not be a mom. You're never going to be alone again. It, it, it is that role is with you forever. And so enjoy this season, you, this, this life that you have before you become a mama and enjoy it. That, that, that's my advice. Relax. And listen, I'm a birth doula. So I'm all about preparing for childbirth and that new baby coming. I'm all about it. But more times than not, what I am telling my clients is, Hey y'all, let's, let's shift down a little bit. Let's, let's take the energy down some and just take a deep breath and, and, and let's see how life unfolds. Let's see what happens. Okay. Um, I know that may not seem like some great word of wisdom, but for all of you who are moms and are listening to me, you're going, Oh yes. Heck yes. That's so good. That's so true. So, Hey, go talk to another mom and you'll, you'll find out that what I'm saying is actually good advice. And now a word from our sponsors. Face it. Shaker bottles suck. Your protein shakes always come out clumpy and you look like an idiot using the thing. That's why I decided to ditch the shaker bottle for good and get myself a blend jet to portable blender. It makes perfectly blended protein shakes in just 20 seconds. Blend jet two is portable. So you can even blend up a smoothie at work, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. It's small enough to fit in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through tough ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. Blendjet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothing without waking up the whole house. Lasts for 15 blends and recharges quickly via USB-C. Best of all, Blendjet 2 cleans itself. Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. With over 30 colors and patterns to choose from, I chose lavender. What are you waiting for? Go to blendjet.com and grab yours today. Be sure to use your promo code doula12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the Blendjet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with Blendjet 2 Portable Blender. Go to blendjet.com and use the code doula12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop today and get the best deal ever. Did you know that dehydration is the leading cause of daytime fatigue? I was shocked to learn that even mild hydration can cause headaches, muscle weakness, and brain fog. But luckily, there's a solution. Cure. Today, Cure is on a mission to help people stay hydrated and feel their best without compromising on quality, taste, or sustainability. Cure believes that hydration should be simple and effective, but also clean and natural. That's why they use only the highest quality plant-based ingredients and avoid any artificial or harmful additives. They're committed to transparency and honesty. All of their ingredients are clearly listed on the website and packaging, and they're always happy to answer any questions or concerns. Ready to combat dehydration? Try Cure today and feel the difference for yourself. Use code DULA for 20% off your order. Did you know that you could be putting oil and chemicals in your coffee? I love coffee creamer, but I don't think I ever turn the bottle around to actually see what's inside. 
When I did, I found out many of my favorite creamers contain ingredients I would never intentionally add to my coffee cup, like canola oil, dipotassium phosphate, ugh, and artificial flavors. Laird Superfood all started when big wave surfer Laird Hamilton needed morning fuel that could allow him to spend the entire day chasing the ultimate wave. He couldn't find anything in the market that met his ingredient standards, so made himself the ultimate plant-based creamer. Laird Superfood started and launched its first product, Original Superfood Creamer, in 2015. Laird started experimenting with his morning ritual almost two decades ago. He found that when he started adding fats to his morning cup like coconut oil, he had amazing energy throughout the rest of his day. He gradually perfected his recipe for an epic cup of fuel and began sharing it with his friends in the surf community. They've got functional superfood creamers, instant lattes, and prebiotic greens. Are you ready to feel more energized, focused, and supported? Go to LairdSuperfood.com and add nourishing plant-based foods to fuel you from sunrise to sunset. Use your promo code DULA at checkout to save 15% of your purchase today. Are you tired of the same old boring puzzles? Mix things up with Wongo Puzzles. Each puzzle is a custom design with intricate patterns and whimsical shapes that will keep you engaged for hours. Plus, their eco-friendly materials and commitment to sustainability make Wongo puzzles a guilt-free way to unwind. They are 100% wooden puzzles that last forever. Each piece is hand-drawn, so no two pieces are the same, and you'll discover some fun, whimsy pieces as you work through it. They come in a custom wooden box, which is perfect for storage and gifting. With stunning designs and unique shapes, Wongo puzzles are a cut above the rest. What are you waiting for? Go to wongopuzzles.com and pick your puzzle today. And be sure to use the promo code DULA to get 10% off your order. This is the most fun you've had with a puzzle guaranteed or your money back. Go to W-O-N-G-O puzzles.com and use the code doula to get your 10% off your order and get puzzling right now. New moms. Um, I just asked a question um, on my Facebook page um, about, hey, what it was the hardest part for you? Pregnancy, childbirth, or postpartum? And, and you guys, it was a landslide that postpartum was the hardest. I mean, by a mile, like it wasn't even a close competition. And, and I'm actually going to do another episode on postpartum and I'm going to dive a little deeper, get a little bit more down to the nitty gritty and and talk about that because clearly we're not talking about it enough and, and we need more support in this way. And so I'm going to dive quite a bit deeper into that on another episode. Um, but what I want to say to new moms is you guys need to take it slow. Yes, you're excited about your future and your life. And now you've got this new mom title and you've got this brand new baby. And, and, you know, love is what brought this baby into the world. And there's so many things to be excited about and so many things to be joyful about. And sometimes that baby comes and now you're filling this role and you kind of feel this. (laughs) And it's okay because it's tough. This is a tough role. You are taking care of someone that is completely dependent on you. And for a long time, you've really only been taking care of yourself, 
right? And, and maybe within your marriage now you're considering a spouse and we all know how hard that is. If you're married, considering a spouse, gee, okay. Now add a helpless baby who knows nothing and needs everything. You can see how that adds a whole nother layer. Be kind to yourself. You guys be kind, um, be slow. You do not need to know it all. You do not need to, uh, romanticize about the future when baby starts walking and talking, then da, 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 da. Okay, great. That's coming. I promise it's coming and they won't shut up <laughs> and they're going to be everywhere and into everything. So just enjoy really slow down and, and take this step-by-step, let it be a learning process. And, and I think that your postpartum days will be, um, a little bit lighter, a little bit easier. And like I said, I'm going to go into more detail on that one in another episode. Working moms. I, I, I mean, though, technically I am a working mom now when my kids were younger, I was a stay at home mom. So I'm going to focus more on that. And I started my own business. So I didn't go into a nine to five job every day. And so that is not something I can really speak to. So I'm not going to, aren't y'all glad? I don't like it when people talk about things they don't know and they didn't experience. Don't do that. Y'all don't do that. Don't talk about something like an authority and give all this advice. If you haven't experienced it, that's, that's not good. That's not a good practice. Okay. Stay at home moms. I was a stay at home mom. Um, I have six kiddos. Uh, my oldest is, um, 29 with her own children. And I still have a 14 year old in my home. So y'all can do the math. I've been doing this for 29 years, right? And stay at home moms, um, and working moms. What's similar is that you're both working really hard. There is a lot on your plate. Okay. So that is similar, but the work that's in front of you and the way that you do life looks a little bit different. And for a stay at home mom, what that means is, you feel like you have that mom hat on 24 seven. Like there's no such thing at taking as taking it off. You wake up with them in the mornings, you're feeding the breakfast, they're with you all day. You're looking for activities for them to do. And I'm not just talking about if, you know, a brand new mom with a baby, I'm talking about now, you know, a mom with kids and depending on their ages depends on, you know, what all is happening. And you, and you feel like you can't get away because if you have a spouse that is working full time, you can't get away. You are their world. You are their everything. You can't check out. They're not at, you know, maybe they're not at school. Maybe you're a homeschool mom or maybe they're not school age yet. And so that, that mom hat is always on. And it's very difficult as a stay at home mom to take that hat off. So my encouragement to you guys is please make time for yourself. That is not going to happen accidentally. That is a very conscientious choice that you're going to have to make to not be a mom for a minute. And it's, it's hard. It's hard to do, but I promise you from experience. And if you've heard some of my other uh, podcast episodes, you know that I did not do a very good job at this. Um, when my kiddos were young, I felt like it was selfish. I felt like it was bad to want to break from your kids. And that is just a big fat lie. So you really need to be, um, thinking about taking time for yourself, um, and, and really (laughs) talking to your significant other about, we got to create this. And I really, when everything shifted for me is when my husband and I had this conversation and I said, look, I'm drowning, drowning, drowning. We got to do something. And so we implemented a couple of different things. First and foremost, 
right off the bat, I went away for a weekend, like by myself, went to Austin. We live in Waco, went to Austin, stayed in a, a hotel and just took some time for just me. I didn't have to consider anyone else. And it allowed me to kind of think through what, what my needs were. Um, take a little bit of a pulse on where I was at and how I was feeling and how do I, how am I functioning and what do I think about my future and all that stuff. And it was really healthy. It was really good. And so when I got back, I was like, listen, I, this break was great, but that's not sustainable every year to take a weekend off. I need something consistent that lets me know I can come down from off this mom mountain. And so for a long time, Monday mornings, I left I don't remember what time it was. I don't have that good of a memory. I would leave in the mornings and my husband got them all ready for the day. And I don't remember what season of life we were in at the time. If they were still really, really young, probably not because I didn't realize all this till they got a little bit older. So maybe he's getting some of them to school, but he was helping in the mornings and he had a job where he could do that. And then I came home, I don't know, several hours later. And what this did for me was, it gave me time. I typically went to like a coffee shop and I brought my notebook with me and my phone or whatever. And I let it be whatever I needed it to be. Like, let's just say it was a really hard weekend, very busy weekend. Then I was chilling y'all. And then many times what it was is preparing for the week, but not just like a list of everything I needed to do, but more mentally preparing. And what do I want this week to look like? I have you know, something Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. So I need to make sure that my days, I'm not requiring a lot of myself. So kind of planning in that way to set me up for success in a healthy way, mentally and emotionally. Does that make sense? So that's my advice to you stay at home moms, figure out how to do that. And maybe, you know, if you can't take off in the mornings because of, you know, your husband or your spouse's significant job or whatever, then maybe it's in the evening, maybe it's on the weekend, but carve something out. It was a game changer um, for me. Um, you know, I'm not going to talk a lot about this because I'm not a stepmom, but I had a stepmom. My parents were divorced and they both got remarried. So I had a stepmom and y'all that's a hard job. I know that it's a hard job. And if you're listening and you are a stepmom, you might feel underappreciated or overlooked. And I'm sorry, can I just tell you what you're doing is hard and maybe no one else in your life understands that it's hard. It is hard. And I would encourage you to find some support in that very specific thing in your life as a stepmom, because I do think it's slightly different than the birth mom. I really do. And so I want you to find that support. And also I think kind of what goes in hand in hand, that's kind of a unique mom role is moms that who adopt, um, they don't have their own children, much like a stepmom might not have her own children, or this stepmom has kind of brought in additional children that are not her own. Maybe she has some of her own, but brought in additional, like a blended family, but moms who adopt, and I guess you can have kids of your own too, because I've had many friends who have adopted children and y'all, it is a totally different experience than what I experienced. It's very unique. And there's some really specific challenges in it. And so I get it. It's hard. It, it is a hard role. And so once again, I'm going to say, reach out to some people that are in your same um, season or they've gone before you and they've got some words of wisdom for you because I do think that role can be unique. Homeschool mom. I was a homeschool mom for a long time. And it, initially I liked it a lot when they were younger. Um, 
But then I discovered years down the road, one of my pet peeves is repeating myself. (laughs) That is not a good teacher, FYI. Think about how many times a teacher has to repeat themselves because the student didn't hear, didn't understand, or needs more explanation. Oh my goodness, I don't like repeating myself. All my kids can tell you I don't. Um, And so it did not, in my opinion, make me a very good teacher. When they were young, it was a lot of fun and I enjoyed it. You know what? My advice to homeschool moms is really, you should only be doing it if you love it. Like you feel called to it. You're a born teacher and you've got this. If you don't love it, y'all, can I ask you to think through this a little bit more and reconsider? Y'all can reach out to me on a Facebook or whatever and say, I can't believe you said that. That's awful. Okay. Maybe it is, but I'm just, my experience is if you're not loving it anymore and it is becoming the biggest source of pain for you in your life, I found it very difficult to be a good mom while trying to be the best teacher for me because I didn't love it. I wasn't a natural at it. I wasn't great at it. So for us, it ended up causing a lot more damage and it took us way too long to figure that out. And so I had to really backtrack and undo some things because I was thinking I'm doing all these amazing things by having my kids at home and teaching them. And, you know, I'm going to be the one speaking into their lives and I don't know, all this grandiose romanticizing this role. And what I found is that I really suck at being a mom now, you know, and then I sucked at being everything. If I was going to be honest, uh, because this was so loud for me, it was screaming at me constantly. So if you are a homeschool mom and you love it, then you are in your niche, have fun, proud of you guys. And man, I know some great homeschooling families and, and, and kids that really benefited from being homeschooled. Um, moms of a large family. That is me. I have six kids. Um, you know, the piece of advice I want to give y'all is you can't do it all. If you don't know that yet, you can't do it all. And they do not need you to. I think that was the biggest revelation for me. It became painfully obvious I couldn't do it all because I was trying. I was one of those, yes, actually trying and thought I could. I feel, I think very highly of myself. <laughs> or I, been, I did back then. And then when I realized they actually don't need me to do it all and do everything, at first it was wounding. Dang, they don't need me to be their everything. Shoot, that's what I thought I was supposed to be as a mom. But then it became very freeing. It was a revelation. And wow, it was awesome. So I just want to spill the beans for you guys, large families. You can't do it all and they don't need you to do it all. So I would encourage you to explore that thought, explore that for yourself, talk to your family about it and see what that potentially could look like for you guys. Um, Moms that are in several different seasons of life. What I mean by that is I found myself in this uh, spot. I had two kiddos that were teenagers and then I had two really young ones, including a newborn. Okay. Like my daughter was 15, my oldest, when my micro preemie 2.2 pounds was born and I was in the NICU with him for a couple of months, right? Oh, tough. And y'all can go back and listen to my story on that one. But I, I found that you're just juggling a lot because you're not, you're, you're in very different seasons for your family. Does that make sense? Like you're raising teenagers who, at this point, I'm, I'm taking them to school and then they're up late with homework or they want to talk about, you know, their best friend that 
ghosted them or whatever the boy that they wish would talk to them and so their, their issues and their, the things in their life got a little bit more weighty and then I've got a baby that I'm still trying to feed and carry around and needs naps and a toddler that's into everything and still needs training and then I have these middle two kids that really technically stereotypically fall into the middle child syndrome like I don't even know what to do with y'all because I can't even find where your needs are because I got these teenagers with huge needs I've got these babies and this toddlers that I'm constantly on top of and then you guys just kind of fall in the middle and I, I think what happened what was beneficial for me what helped us is when I was able to mentally kind of put everybody into this category and so what I mean is like what I just said my, my kids were div- divided into thirds I had my older two teenagers I had my younger two baby and toddler and then I had my middle two that were at my favorite age I like ages um, like four to eleven those are some of my favorite ages. Um, I think it's because they are a little bit more independent. They don't need as much as a toddler and a baby, but they're not in those teenage years where all the hormones are kicking and they're just always difficult and they have minds of their, I mean, that age for me was my favorite four to 11. And so they fell into that category. And, and for some reason that helped me prioritize and think about my life. Okay. What do the littles need? And so I could, if I could focus on that, most of that was really um, hands-on, um, uh, tangible, physically focused on meeting their needs kind of thing, right? They need to eat. <laughs> uh, teenagers, uh, what do they need? That falls into emotional, mental, and probably chauffeuring, driving them all over creation. And then um, I recognized that it shifted. And then my family was kind of um, divided up into half. So I had... Now, three kiddos that were in high school, these teenage years, and then I had my younger three that were now not toddlers anymore. They, they all three fell into that easy age as far as I was concerned. And that helped me too, kind of when I divided them in half. And, and practically speaking, I knew what the older three needed as teenagers and what I need. I needed to be present. I needed to be available. I needed to know what was going on in their lives. They, they needed me to show up in the stuff they were involved in. They needed me to ask questions about their lives. That's what they needed from me. And then my younger three needed me honestly to be enjoying my own life. They needed me to be happy. They needed me to be smiling. They needed me to care and to love But beyond that, it wasn't super high need, honestly, especially compared to the older three. Um, And so placing them into a category, if you're juggling these different seasons of life, for me, that was beneficial. Whatever that's worth, maybe that'll work for you. I hope it does. Uh, Mom with adult children's, I'm children's, no, 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 children. There's no S at the end of the word children. That implies plural mom with adult children. I have had adult children for a while now. Uh, I told you my oldest is 29. So yeah, she's been an adult for a while. And my oldest four have been adult children for probably the past three years. I've had four adult children. And now Naomi is graduating from high school. She's 18 and about to head off to college. So I'm putting her in that young adult category as well. And so my advice to you guys, well, first of all, it gets real serious. They're 
the choices in their life have weight. The choices in their life can potentially alter their lives. You know, when you've got toddlers and they stole the cookie from the cookie jar, you might be appalled, but that is not a make or break moment. Um, Maybe they struggle sleeping through the night and it's, you know, every other night is... Who knows if they're going to sleep through the night or not. And while that is super draining and you are sleep deprived and that is no joke, you guys, sleep deprivation is a killer. At the end of the day, when, you know, they're walking down the aisle, that might not be the thing that you're thinking about is some of those sleepless nights for a few years. You're thinking about all the other stuff. Did they pick the right person that they're walking down the aisle with? Right. And so adult children we, um, like I said earlier, you want to be very present, meaning when they want to talk, y'all push pause on what's going on and listen. Seriously. If they want to talk, listen. Um, some of the best moments with my teenage son who is now 27 was when we were in the car by ourselves. I was taking him from one place to the other. I would ask one question and for some reason he felt the freedom to just, um, decompress. And more times than not, it was with tears. And he was a floodgate just talking, 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 talking. I mean, everything was just thrown at me. And mostly what he needed me to do was listen. Mostly what he needed me to do was say, oh, bet I get it. Um, I'm so sorry that that happened. I, I'm here with you. Um, hey, let's, let's pray together. What, what do you need from me right now? Um, and then checking back in with him. And most of the time, the next day, if I checked back in with him, he's like, oh, I'm good. Like, like it lasted like for this one conversation in the hour in that car. Um, but be available, be present. I, you know, when I referred back to, they're all in different se- different seasons and I'm juggling, you know, I was up late. I let myself be up late with my teenagers because that's actually when they wanted to talk. That's when they wanted to hang out. That's when they start remembering all the things that they need to do or the things that concern them is late at night. So I would stay up late with them. And then I'm at the crack of dawn with the toddlers and the baby. And so that's tricky. But, but again, um, it gets serious. Take them seriously. Understand that, you know, this, this is the, their lives and, and a lot of the choices they're making affect their lives and, and that you understand that and that you get that and that you respect them. And you don't just see them as an extension of you as one of your kids. You actually see them as a, their own person who's, who is, choosing for their life, good, bad, or ugly. Honestly, it doesn't really matter. It helps them. Even if they're not choosing well for you to acknowledge, yeah, that I get, that's your choice. Yep. That's you. That's all you, you know? Okay. Moving on to grandmom y'all just enjoy them. Um, there was one short season with my grandkids. I have four right now. So, you know, I don't know when you're going to be listening to this podcast, but I have, I have four now. And when I only had two, they were toddlers. Um, my daughter moved back home with us during quarantine. Um, she proceeded to go through, she was separated and proceeded to go through a divorce and she was struggling. Life was very hard for her and she was living in another city. So we brought her home and they moved in with us and the needs were, high. The needs were extensive for her as well. And she needed us to step up. And so there was a season in there that as grandma, I was also doing quite a bit of training. I was also, I kind of had a mom hat on too. And while I had the grace for that, it was exactly what was needed. It was very beneficial for them. And I'm thankful for it. When that season was over, I was like, Nope, I I don't want to go back there again. I want to be grandma. I don't want to be mom. I don't want to train. I don't, I don't want that. I want the, I want to spoil them. 
I want to enjoy them. And so if you're a grandmom, I'm just going to encourage you enjoy those babies. Just listen. My, my kids have a great relationship with my mom and it's because she is in their life. She goes to their events. She picks them up from school. She listens to what they have to say. They play games. She gives them gifts. I mean, it's just amazing. It's just great. And so guess what? Now that they're adults, they listen to my mom. Thank goodness. My mom is very wise, very inspiring. And my kids listen to her because of how she poured into them and just enjoyed them and let them be the people that they were. Okay. Um, I think the last thing that I'll say is, you know, if you are a mom that you feel like your relationship is strained with your kids, um, maybe wayward mom, like I said earlier, um, I just want to tell you, you, you have, um, it's not too late. It's not too late to, um, make some choices in your life get some things in order in your life because you, you want that for your life. And then I think once your kids see some stability and they see that you want good things for your life, then I think trust can be reestablished. And, and I hope that that's the case for you. And I, and I hope that relationships bloom from that, that are healthy with your, with your children. So it's, it's never too late guys. Like I said, I had moms on my brain to all of you guys. This is going to sound so cliche, but at 52 years old with six children and four grandchildren, lead with love, 100% lead with love. It goes such a long way. That is absolutely 100% what they're going to remember. It really is. Um, and let them know that no matter what, you're, you're not going anywhere. You're, you're always there, even if they're in seasons of their life and you're not super thrilled with what they're choosing. Um, maybe you are disappointed by some things that you know are destructive. Maybe it's hurting other people. I'm not saying you got to love everything they do. I'm not saying you got to be proud of maybe some of the choices that they're making, but you want them to know you're there. You're not going anywhere. There's nothing that they can do to drive you away from them. And I think that at the end of the day, uh, you're going to see some really great fruit from that. Hey guys, I hope that this was beneficial and I hope all you mamas got something out of it. Thank you for listening to My Doula Micah. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at My Doula Micah. We can also get connected at MyDoulaMicah.com. If you're interested in checking out my book, the link to The Humor in Birth, Stories and Insights from a Doula can be found on all of these social platforms. Be sure to share and subscribe. I'll be here next week, so please be sure to join me again. And this podcast was produced by Rogue Media Network. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.